As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Hey everyone, welcome back to Yappy Hour, a podcast about navigating the waters of young adulthood through discussion of pop culture, existential crisis, and self-reflection. I'm here today with Leah, Kat, and I'm Mia. Um, Today we're going to be talking about friendship. It's obviously something that we all have and it gets a lot harder as you grow up and get into adulthood, so um, we definitely have our own experiences with making friendships and losing friendships and we're here to talk about it. Even keeping friendship. Exactly. So we can jump into it and I guess go over how we met in the first place, like why the three of us are here today talking about friendship at all. So, um, Leah, how do how do you and Kat know each other? I think the tie between all of us is me just because I went to high school with Kat. We're both from Hawaii and we were actually pretty good friends, like I guess since like elementary even. We we're friends, and actually, Leah hated me, so okay. I think that's a small detail. Wow, <laughs> common denominator here. Everyone hated yes. Leah when they first met her. No, no, no. Leah hated me. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so I knew Kat for a while. We were friends at high school. We kind of drifted in college, but have since reconnected. And then Mia and I met in college. Uh, we met sophomore year, where we kind of lived together in the same dorm area, and we. They also didn't like me at first. I didn't like her either. <laughs> but we kicked it off, like, after a while, clearly. And we both stayed in the area. Now we're roommates and best friends. Yeah, and I know Kat through Leah since we all hang out. And, yeah, that's how we met. So Kat and I probably met about a year ago. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. When did we reconnect? Um, A little over a year ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah, last summer. Yeah, that's cool. true. So, yeah, that's how we all know each other. Um, So why don't we talk about, like, friendships that we had in college versus, like, high school? Because I feel like that's a big transitional phase for friendships and kind of, like, a test for them. Whether or not you maintain your high school friendships through college and, well, sort of vice versa. Right. I think... I think Kat and I have talked about this before because we have that kind of high school connection where we kind of know who we hung out with. I mean, we were part of the same friend group in high school. And honestly, I think I only really consistently keep in touch with Kat. Also, it helps that she's in L.A. But even outside of physically and being in the same city, Kat is one of the few high school friends I keep in touch with. So we've discussed it before. And I think to summarize it, it just kind of comes down to In high school, it's easy to kind of fit into the box other people have of you. So if someone thought I was shy or reserved, it's easier for me to kind of mold myself into that and put myself into their categories than to stand out. Because it's you don't ever want to be different in high school. It's kind of something that is uncomfortable when you're in that teenage phase. Whereas in college, I think there's an emphasis on being your own person, finding yourself and kind of there's more autonomy. Like, no one's putting you in a box. You don't know anyone. So there's that difference. And I think that a lot of the times, for those of us who have maybe changed significantly between high school and college, it's a little bit harder to maintain those friendships in high school. I think the other main difference with those friendships is in high school, your friendship has to do with your proximity with people. So a lot of my friendships were people who are in my classes. Um, 
And then there are people like Leah who had been friends with since elementary, middle school that we just kind of, you know, kept in touch with throughout high school. So there were those friends that I didn't see in class all the time, but we met up with during breaks. Um, Leah and I were actually in the same homeroom, so we saw each other like two to three times a week. But in general, all of my friends in high school were people I had classes with, which I think is why, as with Leah, I don't really keep in touch with anyone from high school. Like once we didn't see each other in class every day, there was really no reason for me to talk to them anymore. Um, So I really only keep in touch with Leah and one other girl from my high school who um, isn't in Los Angeles, but we talked every day through text. So I think in college, your friendships are a lot more significant. These people are really... They like you for who you are. You know, as Leah said, you kind of fit into this box that you're put into in high school. You have this certain role that you don't step out of. So I feel like in that sense, for me at least, those friendships were a little superficial, you know? Like we knew each other, we saw each other every day, but how well did I actually know these people beyond like, you know, what I talked about with them every day? But I feel like in college, like there are a lot of things that go on in college. Like a lot of us are away from our families for the first time. You know, we go through a lot of things, a lot of self-discovery and the people who stick with you through all of that, I feel like you're more likely to keep in touch with them even when you leave college, even when you move to different states and you go through different life experiences. They're kind of the people that you fall back on um, when you seek advice and, you know, when you want to reconnect with people. And I actually think that's a little bit different from Mia just because I've known Mia since college and she keeps keeps in touch quite frequently with your high school friends. Like you have a pretty good close knit group. Yeah, I, I went to um well, my high school was a little bit different just because it was quite small. Like I only had fifty two people in my grade, so and I went there through pre K through K for sorry, pre K through twelve. So by the time I graduated high school, like the people that I was friends with, like they were more like closer to like sibling status like just because I had known them so well for so many years and that was like my only resource of for friends um so yeah my high school friends like we definitely kept in touch all through college and to this day um there's like probably a handful that I'm still fairly close with um it is different though because most of my high school friends after college moved back home to New York um so they have been able to maintain their friendship group with each other way better than than me, obviously, because I'm all the way across the country. Um, So that's different in the sense that, like, when I go home, I hang out with all of them, but they're continuing on, I guess, with their friendships because they see each other a lot more. So I I don't know. It can sometimes feel a bit of an outsider when I go home just because I feel like I'm only catching up with them, whereas they're all on the same page with each other. Um, But also for college... I also felt like a box, like stuck in a box in high school. So for when I came to college, I was able to make different kinds of friendships. Um, I wasn't just confined, you know, to my small grade of of friends. Like I actually had this huge pool of new people, um, a lot of whom were Asian. And I feel like that's definitely a big discovery for me through college was I was finally becoming friends with other Asians. Um, And again, that's to this day, like, sort of continued and why I think Lee and I had such a strong friendship is because I don't know the people that we were in high school weren't the people that we continued to be in college and so we were a lot more similar like I feel like if, if we met in high school I don't yeah. think we would have been I don't friends think so at all which is interesting yeah um, how did you maintain those high school friendships in college because I think for me yeah. it was like as I said I kind of realized as we kind of grew up a little bit or just found our interests found ourselves that I didn't really have connections with a lot of the people that I thought were my friends. And so naturally it just kind of drifted. Like my trips home, I didn't really reach out to them. Or if I did go hang out with them, I always felt out of place. I just felt like there wasn't that connection. So it just kind of naturally faded for me. But how did you maintain those Um, high school friendships? I think I didn't maintain all of them, obviously. Like I would say of, you know, the grade of 52, again, I would say I have like a handful as in like five really close friends but um I think just when I go home there's a certain community that comes with the neighborhood that I or the neighborhood that I grew up in and the school that I went to it's like a sense of community and like for us it was just like texting about certain things or calling each other or facetiming through college and then obviously every time I went home we kind of like 
would hang out and re- reignite our friendships and catch up on everything. Um, again, a lot of those did fade. Like, I'm definitely not friends with everyone that I was friends with in high school. But the few that did withstand all of those ups and downs, like, those are, you know, kind of my ride or die friends, I would say, just because we have been through all of that. We have gone through this long distance. And the fact that we've come out on the other side sort of means that we can maintain a friendship without having to talk every day. Like, I definitely don't talk to these people every day. But when we do talk, they're kind of like more, they're meaningful conversations as opposed to like these surface level, um, I don't know, interactions. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's different for everyone, obviously. But um, I'm grateful for the friends I had in high school. But I'm also like, the friends that I've made after high school are a lot more meaningful in different ways. Yeah, I think it's interesting that Kat and I, because we were so close in high school and in college we didn't keep in touch even though we did actually attend school in the same area we were right across the city from each other west LA we were we were in the same city as each other but we didn't keep in touch as much and we didn't reconnect until post-college and I think that I missed a lot of Kat's college career even as I mentioned when I went home I didn't hang out with my high school friends as much so Kat how did did who did you keep in touch with or like your friends that you grew up with and kind of how did you do it honestly my first summer back from college I hung out with everyone I think it's that kind of when you're really homesick you know after Mm -hmm. your freshman year like oh my god I miss everyone I need to see what everyone's up to I need to know what they're doing it was kind of this almost like feeling of FOMO I guess I wanted to still be involved in everyone's Mm -hmm. lives and I wanted them to still care about what I was doing but in my sophomore year I joined a sorority and you know there are all these really um, negative stereotypes about sororities and I will not confirm or deny any of them but I will tell you that you, the relationships I made in the sorority were definitely ones that I had never had before like these friendships that I made were on a different level than friendships that I had you know with just people I had met in college or people I had grown up with I think it was just it was on a different level and I think once I had discovered that once I had broadened my horizons that way I realized that, you know, maybe my friendships from high school were meant to stay in high school. I recently watched a Japanese drama. It's on Netflix. It's called um, Good Morning Call. It's really tacky, but basically in the second season, um, there's this boy and this girl um, dating from high school to college. And in college, they realized, you know, in high school, they were in this own their own little world. Like, it was very small. It was just everything that they knew. But once they got to college everything widened they realized it wasn't just them it wasn't just their own little world there's a lot more out there to see so I think that's what happened when I went to college I I realized like when I was in high school all of my friends we seemed like pretty similar on the surface you know but I think the more meaningful friendships I had are with people who are really different from me and I think that's what I gained in my sorority all these girls were really different from me most of them were really from California so I kind of felt like an outsider in that way and also growing up in Hawaii there is it is a mixing pot of cultures but I feel like it's its own type of Asian culture like the Hawaiian Asian culture but when I came to California and joined the sorority and met all these Asian girls who are actually like first gen second gen and taught me about their cultures I realized there's like a whole different level of Asian out there you know and it was kind of interesting like learning about my culture through these other people that weren't my parents you know so I think what was your question how you maintained um friendships So I think it was really easy to maintain my friendships with my college friends, mostly because we had, you know, gone through that essential life of adulthood together, kind of just like discovering ourselves, helping each other through hardships. And um, I think since we're like going through the same things together, you know, we went through college together, we're all going through like work life together, and it was easy to keep in touch in that period. I think it's easy to keep in touch after college too, whereas for my high school friendships, I didn't really put an effort in maintaining them, but I think it was kind of mutual. Like, it's not like they were reaching out to me or anything. So I kind of wonder, like, you know how me and Yulia, we think about how we grew in college, how we're different, and how, you know, we didn't really put effort into these relationships after high school. I kind of wonder on the flip side what 
these friends think of us like if they think we didn't make an effort or if they see it as just like this mutual like growing apart because I'm sure a lot of them are still friends with each other mm-hmm. we're they like are, we're actually. the only ones yeah. that drifted out like I kind of wonder how they view us like if yeah. they think we want AWOL or something <laughs> like if they think we're just like really Los Angeles now not really connected to Hawaii anymore yeah I think on top of like losing friends there's that aspect of making new ones so I think that proximity is a big one I mean you and I reconnected because we're both in LA and we have a history together. So it's a lot easier kind of in that regard. But I think that if we were both to move home, we'd feel the urge to reach out to them. So I think proximity is one. Um, But on making new friends, I think it's interesting, me and I have talked about it briefly in the adoption episode about how we kind of, similar to you, we found ourselves making friends with people who are predominantly Asian. And it's kind of just this underlying comfort that we have and identity. Like I did mention in Hawaii how it's a big mix of Asian cultures. There's not really one that's traditional, if that makes sense. Everything's kind of a blend of everything else. And so coming to LA was the first time I really experienced a culture that was pretty traditionally Chinese. Mm -hmm. And then realizing that all the different other kind of Asian cultures and things like that. And then realizing that even in general, my friends are pretty much Asian because it's just easier, I think. Mm. I don't know. I wanted to add one more thing to maintaining friendships. I think the reason why I maintained friendships with one person from high school that wasn't Yulia is because the conversations I had with her weren't just the day-to-day conversations I had with people. Like, if I saw my friends, I'd be like, oh, you know, did you do this homework assignment? Or like, you know... How was track practice or what did you do on the weekend? Whereas this friend, I don't really ask her those things. I ask her like, we just talk about whatever is on our mind really. So I think it also has to do with the level of what you discuss with your friends. I think that's how you maintain the friendships because I could keep in touch with all these people who I I was friends with in high school, but it would just be questions like, oh, so how are your classes? Or like, how's your boyfriend? Like all these things. And it's hard to keep track of those things with all these different people when you don't necessarily go to school with them, I guess. Yeah, I second that a lot. It's like when I do go home and talk to my high school friends, it's like these aren't conversations like how have you been like the past few months? It's like more questions about life. Like how are you handling like the stress of your work and how are you balancing your relationships and how are your parents? It's like more intimate conversations. And I think that's how you maintain a friendship. Like you don't just have the surface level conversations. You have like the meaningful ones. And if you don't have those meaningful conversations, like if you literally can't have them, then it's probably not a friendship worth maintaining, like if it's not coming naturally. And so, yeah, I definitely second. It's not how often you talk to them. It's like really the content of what you talk about. How did you find, Mia, because we talked about it briefly in the past, how you made friends kind of in high school versus, which I think you did have a fairly diverse friend group, whereas in college, we both kind of realized we are trending towards having friend groups that are heavily Asian. I think, well, a lot of it was just like my personal growth. Like I was learning what it really, I was learning more about Asian culture. Therefore, like I was absorbing that. And I think just a result of me learning more about myself, like I was finding people that also had those similarities, also had those interests. And that was binding us. Um, Like for you and I, I know like we first kind of bonded over, one food and two like activities like we both did sports and stuff um and so not that's not that that's particularly asian but i just think like while i was in the self-discovery phase like finding people that had similarities with just gave us a leg up um in terms of progressing a friendship um i also think it's important to note like the types of people that we are because I'm a fairly introverted person. Like when it comes to making friends, I it, it it doesn't come naturally to me as like it would an extrovert who's like a social butterfly. Like I'm definitely a more reserved person, and like it takes me a while to build a friendship. Um, and so I think that definitely ties into maintaining and losing friends. Is like yeah, it's just like kind of who personality wise too. Like I'm not one to like need to be surrounded by people all the time. And I think that might come off as like disinterest in a friendship, but that's just like personality wise. But what about you guys? Would you say like, how does your personality or how does your introvert versus extrovert play into maintaining friends? I think I'm also fairly introverted. Um, 
I like those friendships where we can be in the same room and I'm like watching TV on my computer and they're watching TV on their computer. We're not necessarily interacting. Um, I just kind of like the presence of it. I'm just the companionship of friendship and then kind of having them know things about you. Like having those open conversations when you can. Like it doesn't always have to be go, go, go or us doing things together. Um, I don't know. That's kind of, I'm fairly introverted. I did have one <laughs> extroverted moment where I did use Bumble BFF and I actually did make a good friend on there. Um, but that was a very different like way of making friends. It was definitely new for me and it was a lot more extrovert based than I was used to. Do you feel you're going out of your comfort zone when you were doing that whole Bumble BFF thing? I was because I think that was a time where you were gone. You were back home for an extended period of time and I don't think Kat and I were hanging out as frequently at that time. So I did feel kind of like alone. And so I re- it was out of my comfort zone, but it worked in the end or for the time being. Yeah. Yeah. I think also it's interesting that, I mean, I'm also an introvert, but being an introvert, it can be interesting how you might not get along with other introverts at first because that's how I felt with uh, some of my coworkers. They're also introverted, and I really just thought they didn't like me, but it just turned out they were shy, you know? So I feel like I get along with extroverts, like, a lot better in the beginning. But mm-hmm. once you kind of, like, get a grasp on the person and know that it's not meant to offend you, how they're being quiet around you or, you know, like, not talking to you, then I think it's easier to make friends. But Did you ever do the Myers-Briggs, Kat? Is that the 16 personalities? Yeah, like the letters. Yeah, we literally, my workplace, we we all have to take it. And so I thought it was interesting how a lot of people who had my personality, I did not get along with. What is it? Uh, mine is INFJ. Mine's the... <laughs> We're all really similar. Me and I, I are sway both. between an INFJ and an ISFJ. INFJ is one of the rarest. It's like 11% of the population. Well, I, me and I have taken it before. We're both IS. FJ, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but me obviously says she sways between the two, yeah. so I've we're taken, kind of like I've this taken mix it, of introverts. Yeah, I've taken it multiple times, and I've gotten INFJ at certain points in my life, or ISFJ, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, it's I do think the bulk of my friends are also introverts, mm-hmm. just because it's easier. Like, we understand maybe we don't want yeah. to go out. Maybe she needs the night to not go out and just mm-hmm. regenerate. I mean, me and I are roommates, and we frequently, despite living together, we frequently day-to-day I go to my room after work, I do my own thing, Mia goes to her room. Like, we don't interact, and that's still a level of friendship that I think is maintaining it. I mean, we respect each other's space, and we can can just exist in our own introvert worlds sometimes when we need to. Yeah, I think the main reason I maintain certain friendships is um, reciprocity. Is that how you say it? Reciprocity is a really big thing for me, so if someone is like always bailing on me or you know kind of flaking a lot or not really making effort to make plans I have to be the first one to reach out I will probably cut that relationship off because it makes no sense to me that I'm the only one putting effort into it so a lot of the people I hang out with on the weekends are my really close friends that I know will you know set set aside time to see me and I'll do the same for them so I think those are the relationships that I see the most value in maintaining so I think that's kind of why I don't maintain those high school friendships because even when I come home, like only a few people bother to ask me, when are you going to be home? Oh, let's like set up a time to meet. Um, But, you know, most of the people, they don't really reach out. So I think that's why a lot of my high school friendships died. It sounds like, I mean, obviously we kind of summarize and dumb down that that little anecdote, but it is hard losing friendships. And so sometimes it isn't as easy as thinking okay they bailed on me like there's there's that threshold where it's like you give them chances like I'm gonna reach out to them they're gonna bail okay it's like you you kind of establish the pattern before you truly decide okay I don't think they're as invested as I am but have like how do you deal with lost friendships and have you in the past I mean we kind of talked about high school losing them but those are the ones where you realize it was fairly superficial to begin with did you guys hear about that study? And I only know this because I did a video on it, but um, about that study that found that after you turn 25, you start to lose more friends than you make every year. And for girls, they actually lose friends more rapidly than boys. Well, great. I'm turning 25 in a few months, so that's exciting. <laughs> I did not hear that study. I think it's, but... it is, it's sad, but it's also it's reassuring to me because it's like I'm not – 
weird in this that like it's not just me like I'm not the only one that isn't like that's losing friends and not making friends you know it's like it's everyone kind of and I think there's a lot of things that play into that stat which we can we can dive into but yeah I just think it's really interesting that like you know I think everyone's going through this at different degrees and like as much as you might think this person is so good at maintaining their friendships. They have so many friends. They're always busy, blah, blah, blah. Like, the truth of the matter is they probably are losing more friends than they're making. and They're probably putting a lot of effort into maintaining right. all of those friendships. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think there also is this level, like, losing – I kind of think you never really lose unless something catastrophic happens or something, like – a difference of the minds, like a very big conflict. I don't think you'll ever really lose a true friend. And I think that is an example between Kat and I, just because we drifted a lot in college. I mean, there was a point where- I never talked to you in college. Yeah, and when we went home, I didn't see Kat. I didn't hang out with her. I like We just didn't interact, um, even though we had a good friendship prior to that. And so the fact that we can reconnect, even though it may have felt lost at the time, I think just shows that if it's a true friendship or not true friendship, but if it's one that you have a history with and you kind of have good memories and experiences and nothing has happened other than growth apart, I think there's a chance that you can reconnect. Yeah, I feel like a lot of friendships that were lost weren't. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I didn't realize they were being lost in the moment, but, you know, months or years later, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I was really good friends with that person. I wonder what happened. But it's not really a point of, like, pain or anything. It's not really, like, a feeling of loss. So I don't think it's really something that I have dealt with. But, you know, sometimes you'll have a falling out with a friend. And I think for me personally, when I have falling outs, even though it might not be an actual falling out, just like a a little fight or a disagreement, it is really painful for me. I think because, you know, as humans, we're social animals. Like, it has, there has been studies where, you know, we'll keep in contact with people who are toxic for us because we'd rather have a toxic relationship than to lose a whole relationship. So for me, whenever that happens, I kind of get really worked up over those things. But I just have to realize, like, maybe this is for the better. Maybe the, having this conflict and not immediately trying to fix it might be better for us. Maybe they're not meant to be in my life anymore. So I think it just, I feel really dramatic in the moment thinking like, oh, if I lose this one friend, like everything sucks. But then I have to remember that there's all these other friends that I have. This one friendship isn't going to make or break me, you know? How does one reconnect? I think that's an interesting Mm -hmm. one because there have been times where I do miss my friends despite us maybe being different, not keeping in touch. There are times where I want to reach out to them and kind of Think, oh, are you thinking about me? Like, like, how do you reconnect? I don't think there's one way to do it. And I think the biggest thing that prevents people from reconnecting is, like, this fear of rejection from the person that you're reconnecting with. Like, I, I was, like, really close with someone freshman year of college. And, like, honestly, like, that friendship, it grew as fast as it faded you know like it it seemed like we were inseparable and then all of a sudden sophomore year came and like we just didn't talk anymore and that was it was hard and it hurts and I think seeing still can like seeing them on Instagram and like other social media and like where their life has taken them like when I watch those it like sometimes it stings a little bit it's like where did that friendship go like how did that break and it's like I think the thing that prevents me from reaching out to those kinds of friendships and those people is the re- the fear that they might not want to reconnect or the fear that like if we did reconnect it wouldn't be the same and so I think that's what prevents people but I mean I think the only way to even try is just to uh, just reach out and ask like how have you been or I would be I mean I would be open to it I've never been someone who's like actively doesn't want to be friends with someone like I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to meeting new people and stuff like that 
But yeah, I think it would be harder to get back to the place where we were so quickly. It might seem awkward at first if they reached out to me because I would be like, I haven't spoken to you in like three years. But that doesn't mean that it can't grow to that point. I think social media has made it really easy to reconnect with people. Because for me, like I reconnected with a few people just by literally replying to their story and being like, oh, hey, that looks cool or like something like that. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, like, how are you now? And we get to talking and then we'd be like, oh, when are you going to be back home? winter break um let's set up a time to meet um but it's also easy to just if someone is visiting LA I'll just message them and be like oh hey how long are you here for like we should meet up and I think there is that fear of rejection but for me I'm not so much scared because if they don't want to meet up I'm just like okay like I don't have to worry about that (laughs) I think what stresses me out more is when they're that in between where they're like yeah totally let's catch up and I'm like okay when and they just don't answer and I'm like wait do you hate me did you just say that because you wanted to say that (laughs) yeah I think I'd rather have a hardcore rejection or like you know acceptance so Mm -hmm. I think that's more stressful for me yeah the infamous we should get coffee sometime it breaks my heart (laughs) yeah and you're like yeah let's set up a day you're like how about next week and they're like yeah and then Right before, they're like, oh, something came up. Yeah. And I'm like, did something come up or no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How do you reconnect, Leah? I think I'm very – I'm not proactive in friendships, as awful as that sounds. Like, like there are times where – I go through phases. Like, I'm very not proactive. I mean, I had so many high school friendships die. But, like, really randomly, like, I'll go through this phase where I'll hit up, like, someone I haven't talked to in like months just for the sake of it like I think the easiest way to me to start a conversation besides sent like replying to people's stories is I literally like send people memes or like YouTube links I'm like haha this reminded me of you and they'll be like oh hey what's up like (laughs) I think it's also just showing up for the times that matter like day to day like you know you're not keeping in touch with the most of your friends honestly but like showing up on or showing up physically or metaphorically on birthdays or like if something dramatic happens in their life or like if they're going through something like just that simple reach out I think is goes a lot further than like texting like hey have you been you know so you know I I know for me like a big part of maintaining my friendships like always remembering birthdays like I've never you always reach out on someone's birthday and I think that's just that tinge of like hey I'm thinking of you like pushes that friendship a little bit longer do you think of any ways you've reconnected with people yet I can honestly only think of you. And that was... Why did I... Oh, I replied to your... social media. I replied to Leah's Twitter because she said she got a job offer. And I was like, what? Yeah, Tell you asked me, me if it. it was in LA. And then yeah, that's what I mean. So I just replied to people. But it, it started out slow, actually. We kind of... We, we got, like, dinner or brunch maybe once every six months. For a little while. It was fairly yeah. inconsistent. And then... Um, and then realized you realized I lived closer than yeah. Than, you, than when you went thought. to college, you were far Fairly for someone far. with no cars. Yeah. <laughs> was it awkward the first time you guys met up? I can't remember. I think we got Sujita. Oh, did we? Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's easy because I think it's easier for me to reconnect with girls because I literally just ask them about their dating life. <laughs> we can go on and on about the boys <laughs> we're interested in, you know? Yeah. So but, I like, first really conversations, crazy. like, when you meet up, I can just imagine, like, if you were connected with an old friend, it's, like, there's so much to catch up on. Like, where do you even start? And then you go through this awkward, like, small chit-chat. Like, so what have you been up to? Like, yeah. how, it's, like, it's like unnatural. You know, you want to jump into, like, the juicy stuff, but it's because you haven't talked to them so long, you don't know how to approach it or, like. Yeah. yeah. And that's true. I think every time I reconnect with someone, the first 10 minutes of, like, our meal is really awkward. Yeah. Yeah, I do think there was that pleasant aspect of reconnecting and realizing that you weren't the same person you were in high school, if that makes sense. Because I I think there was a reason we drifted. It was just that we, you, as you mentioned, joined a sorority and I was kind of finding myself and dealing with other things. And then we were working on ourselves separately. Yeah. And so I don't think we would have been good friends for the time being in college. And so that aspect of reconnecting and realizing, oh, we actually do have more in common than I remember was like a pleasant surprise and something that I think maintains our friendship now. When you saw some of your high school friends back home and you were a different person, how do you think they were receptive or not receptive to that? I always felt so uncomfortable. Like I just remember dreading going, but then thinking 
I'm home. I have to see them. And it was, it was actually pretty hard because now I kind of go home. I don't tell anyone. I honestly keep to myself. And that's how I prefer to go home. Just because I, I don't know. It just felt like they're doing their own thing. They're so used to what they know that they don't really take a step back and realize, oh, Leah's different or Leah is more quiet or maybe she doesn't have as much to say or we don't connect as much. But they don't, they don't really care to ask me why or how what's going on in my life. It's just kind of like they're so used to that group and what they do and that's fine I just don't want to be a part of it anymore yeah I remember we had um we had dinner with our friend group like maybe after second year of college one of the last times ever (laughs) and I just remember they they definitely talked to me differently and they viewed me differently and I think what was really unfair about that was they kind of based me off of my social media Um, Mm -hmm. It was right after I had joined a sorority and they kind of saw me as this like party girl, but they knew like at the core, I wasn't like that. I was like the same cat, you know, Mm -hmm. deep down, but they kind of just treated me that way. So I think that was really unfair. And after that, I just kind of didn't see a point in maintaining a relationship with people who judged me off of when they didn't see me rather than when I was right in front of them. What about making friends? Like now that we're out of college, out of high school, and we're, like, working. Like, how has been making friends? Like, I know, Leah, you met a friend on Bumble BFF, but how is making friends nowadays that we're working so much and, you know? I actually think it's really hard. It's so hard, like, especially in L.A. hmm Even, it's really hard finding, like, actual connections because there are times where I'll be out, like, you'll bump into a girl and be like, oh, yeah, I love your shoes. Like, you can make that initial connection. Like, oh, what events do you go to? It's like, but then deep down it's like I don't really go out that often so it's really hard to find that actual connection other than like what you're doing right now which for me is happens to be going out um I feel like like you know me and you Mia we met after college and I think it's just a lot of my friends after college are either mutual friends or co-workers or friends of co-workers mm-hmm. and that's like your social circle just shrinks so much. So it really makes sense why after 25, you lose more friends than you gain because how are you going to meet new people if you're not going to classes or, you know, going Mm -hmm. to parties anymore? Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty hard. You actually, Mia, you have a pretty good network of like non-college friends. And I feel like it actually kind of ties into your work because the employees are about the same age range. And I think work is a good place that you can find friends if, they are generally around the same like stage in life, the age. Yeah. Um. Like I said, like one of the best parts about my job was the people there. And I think I was able to make like a handful of really great friends at work just because we're around the same age. We're do- we have the same interests, obviously. Um, and we're all in L.A., like proximity again. So it's kind of like the perfect mixture. Um, but again, like those friendships are going to take years to really like – get to the point that I've had with other people but I think they're like yeah like I like Kat said I'm just gonna reiterate but yeah you meet most of your people through work or friends of work and that's about it and I always tell myself I want to pick up like hobbies in LA like join groups like I briefly joined a dodgeball league because I was like this is gonna be a great way to make friends and then everyone was like in their mid-40s and parents (laughs) I was like okay not the kind of friends I want to be making but I think that there are opportunities where I like push myself to do more LA type things I want to meet people around my age and like Leah I know when you were training for your marathon like you joined a running group and like you do a soccer league and I think these are all like ways that we're trying to find people that like have the same interests as us but it's just so hard Mm -hmm. it's just so hard yeah I feel like everyone and not everyone but a lot of people in LA around our age they're so just into their own social circles the only way I feel like young adults meet each other are at like bars or clubs you know or like concerts so I I do feel like that's true but sometimes I also feel like I'm the cause of that as well (laughs) just because as we we don't really go out yeah yeah we don't really go out and you're not meeting people out though honestly like you're not meeting like friends when you're going out to the clubs like you're not it's just hard kind of finding those ways to make organic friendships um Maybe that's why people have kids, because then they can meet other parents. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think we can jump more into this, like, during another episode about, like, relationships? But, like, do you think we're all in relationships? Do you think being in a relationship has sort of, like, 
hindered our ability or improved our ability to make friends? No. Not for me because my boyfriend was in a frat, so we had the same social circle. Mm. We had the same friends, and um, I joined the work life before he graduated, so I was able to make those friends at work while he was still studying, and now he has moved back home. So I, I'm not going to say, like, I'm basically single in L.A., but, you know, I'm free of, like, I have a lot of free time. Um, I'm not saying I'm, like, going out and, like, you know, meeting other people a lot, but I don't think having a boyfriend has hindered my ability to make friendships at all. What about you, Mia? Um, I don't think it's hindered it per se, but I have found myself, like, like, if I get invited to a party and, like, I don't feel like it's the right space to ask if I can bring my boyfriend to like I'll feel like somewhat like I'm making a choice between spending time with him or going to a friend's thing and so it hasn't hindered it like it uh, it hasn't been an issue before but there have been times where like I'm invited to a birthday party and I'm like okay like I'm gonna go to this alone and I kind of feel bad that like I'm trading off that time um and like just small things like that but I also think um dating someone who wasn't in my friend group I've been able to make friends with his friends mm-hmm. um and so in a way that's opened up a social circle but I think the the true anchor there is obviously him um that is to say like if he wasn't in the picture I obviously probably wouldn't be friends with those people so it's a bit of a mixed bag I would say um what about you Leah I think that's it's honestly an interesting question just because I don't think I go out of my way to make friends in that sense so the fact that I now spend my time hanging out with him or hanging out with our friends I don't think it's taken away from anything but I do think that I don't I'm not interested in making friends because I am dating him I'm in a relationship with him and we have the same friend circle that I'm not as interested in making new friends if that makes sense so I guess it's kind of I think, like, a mix. I feel like that could, that attitude might not be the greatest because that's how I used to feel. And then what happens when, you know, you and your boyfriend maybe well, break it's up? It's just that I wouldn't be interested, even if I weren't dating him, I wouldn't be as interested in going out and making friends. So it's just, it's not the fact that mm. I'm dating him. Like, I'm just fairly quiet and re- reserved to start that I don't think it's, like, hindering me in any way. I just think that. I wouldn't be doing it if it's not taking away from anything. So I just find that I'm making new friends, as Mia said, through his friends who he knows and things like that. So if you weren't dating your boyfriend, you wouldn't necessarily have this urge to make new friends. Yeah, I don't think I would anyways. It is interesting, Mia, how you said you feel like you're choosing between spending time with him and spending time at a party because for me and my boyfriend, it has never felt like that. Like whenever he wants to hang out with his friends, I'd be like, okay, yeah, go. But then whenever I hung out with my friends, he'd be like, he wouldn't necessarily see it as me like choosing between him or my friends, I guess. Like I'd go to parties without him. And the thing is, I would always ask out of politeness if he wanted to go, but he'd always say no. And I think it's because he'd always wanted me to have my own time with my own friends, like have time apart and space. And I think having that space in the relationship is very important. But since it's like, episode is kind of on friendships has have you ever like had friendship problems or maybe conflicts over a relationship like maybe your friends realized someone wasn't the best for you or like has has a relationship ever gotten in the way of existing friendships instead of new ones 100 percent. and how how do you like kind of deal with that so i think that's also why i feel like the college friendships i had were a lot more meaningful because i was in a really bad relationship for a majority of college and my friends they would constantly tell me and it's kind of you know they wanted to like bang their head against the wall because they I knew that it was bad they knew that it was bad why didn't I do something about it and Leah I can see you making a face right now that's because no because Mia's making the same faces at me (laughs) we can't make any faces at Mia because she was in a very happy successful relationship but oh no not about that just We'll get into it, but we I had a similar – I was your friends in yes, this situation, yes. but with Leah. <laughs> so, but basically, once it was all, you know, 
it had gotten to a point where they just kept telling me like break up with him like break up with him but they never gave me an ultimatum it was never break up with him or we're not going to be our friends or break up with him or we're not going to support you they supported me no matter what and the way that they helped me was they tried to get me away from him as much as possible like invite me out and stuff but the relationship was so toxic that I felt afraid to go out with them I felt afraid to be away from him because he'd get really mad the moment I came home Mm -hmm. so that was really terrifying for me and I think they really empathized with that. Like, they knew that I wasn't rejecting them because I prioritized him over them. It was more I was scared. I was really scared for myself. So they were very patient. And I think when I got out of that relationship, the fact that they supported me just as much as when I was in it as they did when I was out of it, that really showed me, like, this is a forever kind of thing. They're not my friends on, like, conditional, you know, conditions of, like, who I'm dating or what mental state I'm in at the moment, they will be there for me through thick and thin, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think I almost feel like having a toxic relationship or a toxic friendship, seeing the people who are around you who will stick with you through it kind of gives a big indicator of how long that friendship will last. So I guess on the flip side, since obviously Mio was hinting that she knew what it was like to be on the other side of that friendship, like kind of watching your friend deal with that toxic relationship or something that's not the best for them, and not really being able to get through to them on how, what what their perspective is basically. How did you deal with that as a friend watching that on the flip side? Yeah, I mean it was it was it was definitely hard. I think because we all saw we all saw something that you didn't see in that past relationship, and it was kind of like it put us in a weird situation. Like Kat was saying, it's like you want to be there for them, but you also you're watching them sort of crash and burn. And ouch. <laughs> I mean, let's no. be honest here. Like that relationship yeah. sort of did crash and burn and it was like we all saw the warning signs and it was like trying to get through to you in a supportive way where we're like we're supportive of you, we're not supportive of your relationship mm-hmm. and it's like hard to distinguish those two. Mm-hmm. But it was like, hey, we're, like these are the warning signs. Like you have to see them and you kind of just not. Um so I think our friendship definitely took a toll that year where it was like it was hard to spend time with you because mm-hmm. of that relationship. But obviously when the dust cleared and you saw it for what it was, um, we were all still there for you regardless because we were just happy that you weren't in that relationship anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely hard to see. And you don't want to obviously give that ultimatum. I would have never given you that ultimatum, like me or him. But it was also like I don't want to put myself in the position to sort of I don't know, come between you and your relationship. Like, it's kind of something you have to get there on your own. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's hard. I mean, it's always hard managing friendships when someone starts a relationship or good or bad. Um, and it's hard to just sort of reconcile, like, those boundaries, those new boundaries, you know. What about you? I mean, when you were going through that, like, obviously it was a different experience. But, like, I know you definitely felt like your friends were drifting because I remember mm-hmm. you when you – thinking back on it you were like wow I really didn't talk to anyone that those Mm -hmm. six months or whatever how long it was I think I did know like what was going on I knew my friends didn't like who I was dating and I knew there were red flags about the person I was dating I just kind of wanted I wanted to fix everything there's that aspect of nothing's wrong I'm just gonna fix everything everyone can be happy um but that's obviously hard to do when like the person I was with wasn't willing to compromise. Like, we had obviously talked about it outside of what my friends know, like the issues at hand and things like that. But I think that was just the the tipping point for me was realizing he's not willing to compromise. And, like, I've already lost a lot of friends. Not a lot, but I'm drifting from them. Yeah. And I don't think it's worth it if someone's not going to work with me on this. So I think it's really hard to date someone who doesn't – not only doesn't – like click with your friends but doesn't even want to make an effort to be with your friends because my ex-boyfriend he I would always try to incorporate him into like my friend group I try to invite him out with my friends and their boyfriends and he'd be like no I'll pass like I don't want to meet them I don't see the point in it whereas my current boyfriend like if I invite him out to like maybe a party where he doesn't know anyone he's going to be like no it's fine or if I'm going to like a dinner with one other friend and he's like oh have your alone time with them but if it's like a double date or like a group outing where he knows most of the people, he'll be very down for it. He wants to get to know my friends. He wants to be liked by my friends. And I feel like if it's not a priority for your significant other to be liked by your friends, then like what is the point of dating that person? 
So it's, it's kind of different thinking about these things in hindsight because it's you just kind of have seen the end of the tunnel. You know it's all okay and you know that your friends have remained the same. But for those that kind of we have lost, whether it be relationships or friendships, mm-hmm. like how do you kind of feel now that it's over? I mean, there's obviously that, that little hint of uncertainty, like, oh, I kind of want to reach out. But for the most part, like, are you happy with like how everything went down? To make it a metaphor, if you think of like a story, you know, there's like char- main characters and there's side characters. And I feel like these like, I feel like these friendships I had, they didn't necessarily die like from like anything ill or any conflict. They just kind of ended themselves. And I feel like that's just like the natural course of a lot of relationships. I mean, we're really young. So I feel like a lot of the times when like relationships end, it's like, it's like, oh, wait, why did that happen? But, you know, I'm sure once we're, like, a lot older, there will be a lot of relationships that started and ended at different periods in our lives for different lengths. So I don't – I think that these friendships that only lasted maybe through high school or a few years in college or maybe, like like Mia said, one of her friendships started really fast and ended really fast. I think they all have meaning and it's just their role in your life. And if you try to hang on to those people, it's not going to end very well because they've already fulfilled what they're supposed to do, you know? Yeah, I I second that. I mean, well <laughs> none of my friendships have ended because of a fight or any any bad blood. Um, so I can't really speak on that. But yeah, I mean, I'm always open to friends. I'm always open to reconnecting. Um, yeah, ask to be Mia's friend on our Instagram. Yappy hour. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, I think we've covered pretty much everything on friendship. Um, if we haven't covered something that you're curious about, you know, leave a comment or a question and maybe we'll get around to answering it or we will get around to answering (laughs) it. I don't know, maybe if it's like part of our priorities, but (laughs) yeah. Um, well, curious, uh, how about your friendships? You know, um, what kind of friends have you had in the past and do you have now? How have those friendships evolved? And maybe we'll get you thinking about that, but thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Back later. Bye. Bye. As things change, other things stay the same, like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.